Life Audio. Hi, I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. We'll be right with you after these messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello, everybody. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and it's a Girl Club Week, and I'm super excited to be with you because we're just going to dive into something that you know literally took over the the, the five minutes prior to us uh, filing in studio today to come to you live. If you're watching us streaming on Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel or on any of the Salem uh, Light Source or One Place or the different uh, media platforms that we're on across the country, um, or if you're listening on podcasts wherever you are and however you are getting this, you're about to get it because we're going to talk about something that I think is going to be a little bit jarring and awfully revealing and at the end of the day, encouraging. Why are we going to do this? Because we are real girls who want to have real talk about real issues while seeking to walk in real faith. Because you know what? If not, life gets really boring because if we don't actually have real talk about real issues while seeking to apply real faith, then we're going to be like lost out there floating on a cloud, applying secular faith and worldly wisdom. And that is all rubbish. And we know it. So if we try to look at everything that we're going through in our lives through a lens of real faith, like what is real faith? Well, what would Jesus do? That's the question that I always ask myself. What would Jesus do? What would he think? What would he say? So every week we're looking at the intricate, most important question of our identity, because this all goes to our identity. And that is asking the question in the face of everything, what would Jesus do? If it's your finances, what would Jesus do? If it's a decision you have to make about what school to go to, what would Jesus do? If it's a guy that you really like and he's pressuring you to do something that you're not sure you should be doing, well, what would Jesus do? What would he tell you to do? What would his response be to everything? That's how I look at culture through a different lens. I look at it through the eyes of God. So joining me in studio today are your fellow warriors and my fellow tribal members and co-hosts here on Girl Club. I love Girl Club Weeks. And with me today are Nova Page and Christina Reynolds. You guys know them. Hi, y'all. Hello. Hi. Hello. Oh, this is Hi, getting- everybody. <laughs> Hello. Exactly. It's about, we're about to get a little jiggy with it because the question that hit me, honestly, for this week is, should Christians be famous? And if they can be famous, how are they supposed to handle fame? And you guys, while we were having this heated conversation before, I literally just kept hearing the problem with Christians and fame is that we were not created to be worshipped. No. Only God was. And that's the problem. Right there. From the beginning of time, what did Satan do? He got jealous. He was the lead singer, the most beautiful one, right? He wanted to be worshiped. He wanted to be like God. And that is the problem because that nastiness is in our very experience and the fabric of who we are as humans on this planet. That's how he got Adam and Eve. And we we live in the legacy, the legacy of wanting to be God. People who want to be God. 
Oh, it's so crazy. <laughs> right. Ego. We want to edge God out all the time. Yeah. yeah. E-G-O. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts. I'm excited for this because... I, yeah, I you guys were on the double word, so I want to hear. Just no, I was not. Ditch. We were no, about, we were we were talking talking about. The about I was not ever on the double. Word. No, but I I'm with you. We're talking about it. I'm with you on right, it. Right, right. Yeah, it's, you want it. yeah. It's go ahead, I, Christine. I just I'm just going to press play. Yeah. go, and then oh, I'll pop okay, on. Okay. Yeah. Yes, and I, I <laughs> I'd love to hear what you have to say. Nova as well, being kind of in the same sphere, and then also Cynthia because you were in the secular world you know, in that world of fame and like Hollywood and all that stuff. I, it's been something that like I have, I feel like the Lord's been like hashing out with me over the years because I think like, you know, when you're young, you are an artist, you you see like the only path forward to success mm -hmm. is to be in front of people. And I love that. I love that. I think it was Nightbird who said she's, she was like this beautiful singer songwriter who passed away, I think a couple years ago and loved Jesus. And she passed away of cancer. And she was just talking about like what fame is. She's like, fame is just getting more eyeballs on you. Does it does it actually like um, affirm your gifting? Does it do this? This does it make you a better? You know, does it actually make you like the best? No, it's just the fact that there's people watching you, and you know everything that comes in with that. So I've been thinking about like, okay, what is the success of an artist? What is you know this and that? And like, is it good? Is it bad? And I I think I used to like think like, oh, Taylor Swift is like the epitome of being successful and having influence, right? In Christian world, we like to like, um, we like to draw, we like to uh, draw out the picture. I was like, well, I want influence for the kingdom, right? So I need to get in front of people so that I can use my gifting to draw people to Jesus. And I think at the core, like the heart of that is really sweet and kind and, and like good. But then as you start stepping into these realms of influence like i think you quickly realize that fame is very dangerous and people who are like in the world will say it as well like it's a very dangerous place to like especially as a christian to suddenly go from okay am i being influential or am i actually like being sucked into this world of like wanting to be worshipped or like or fighting for that consistent like affection from people you know and like now that i'm like in my mid 30s and i've had my my own dreams kind of die and then the lord kind of like breathe life of it into them again and kind of like redefine what influence and like all that is about i'm i think i'm going fame i think christians can be famous and should be famous but i think that it is a very but it should be held with a lot of fear and trembling and i think that in order for a christian to like actually stand in that place of being in front of so much exposure and have the fame there needs to be like an intense character building and like um a path of like a process of being refined and proven worthy to actually bear the burden of fame i see fame as being a burden but i do also see it as being necessary like i look at like chip and joanna games i think of like duck dynasty and the robertson certain christians who have i mean gotten so much fame or like dude perfect on who have like 50 57 million subscribers on youtube like and people who have like had rocky you know relationships and journeys in their life but have held fast to christ and have continued to have that platform to be able to like be a light in the world i look at that and i'm like that is so necessary i don't think that christians should shy back i think that the lord is going to go you you will be put on a stage look at david he was put on a stage. You will be put on a stage. You may not. And like the testing that, 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 um, that like forms and fashions you to be able to carry that burden of either not being seen or being seen is like, what is like, what uh, makes you ready for that. But I do think that fame or influence is really important. I think to have a voice in the world. So I don't know. Those these are you're right. rambling processing. I, no, you're yeah. pro I love your process. And I, I would say this yeah. to all of what you just said. Um, I think that fame, money, and power, all those things that come with with fame, I think all of it makes you more of who you actually are. Bingo. <laughs> It, wait, it, elaborate. I'd love to hear what you mean. 
Yeah, I, I, I if see. you're a jerk, you're just a jerk <laughs> yeah. with money. I oh, yeah. I you're, see. It yeah. brings out your true mm-hmm. nature. Got uh-huh. it. It allows it you to be a jerk. <laughs> it it allows you to be a jerk. It gives you more power to mm. um, be, you know, and and all of this, quite honestly, also I think it boils down to legitimacy. Our legitimacy as a child of God, my mentor talks about this all the time to me. She's like, is this a legitimacy issue? Are you, are you operating out of being a legitimate child of God? Because we can, we can so easily go, yeah, I'm going to like give God glory after I'm famous and then I'll talk about him. But it's like, no, no, you won't. It's like people who say, if I won the lottery, I'd be so generous. But the truth is, if you're not generous now with your neighbor, mm. if you're not generous, you're not going to be generous in the future. So, That's so true. you know, I, I think God and I, I agree with you, Christina, I think God has set up certain people, um, you know, but we have to always remember. And let me finish the fact. He does set up certain people because he he like they will be able to handle that mantle, right. um, not on their own, but, you know, uh, I also think that the enemy comes in and is wants to absolutely destroy the testimony testimony of those people. But I think going back to our original conversation of, you know, having award shows for, you know, Christians and worship leaders and all that stuff, it's it's a very slippery slope because Mm you know what? I think there's this, I I love to celebrate. I love to celebrate my kids. I love all of, I love celebrating. Look what God has done. Unfortunately, those award shows, and I've been a part of one award show where I won an award and I will legitimately tell you, it didn't make me a better person. It didn't really do much for me. I didn't, it didn't really matter all that much. It just really didn't. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, it's just another thing that's like, almost like the world and it's like Mm. the world's other version and so there's all these christians sitting around giving each other awards for being so great and and while quite honestly so much of the music so many of the things have just ministered to my heart i'm so grateful for it but to me i'm like could we just use all that money and then just like do some real change like let's just be the church let's not sell like let's not take everything back for ourselves. Like mm-hmm. let's give it away. It's like right. the, the most legitimate ministry gives ministry away. And I, so it's a, I know that it's a really big conversation. I'm not saying oh, I'm against the devil wars. I'm against Christian. You know, I just think, well, is this the way, could we just co- converse? Like maybe there's a better way than having like another award show or, or just right. mir- mirroring the world. Let's mirroring look, look the world, our version of what yeah. the world does, because yeah, it's, it's, it looks exactly the same. Right. I, I'm just, it looks the well, same. Okay, so as someone who's been a part of secular award shows, yeah, I want to hear this. This, <laughs> this, this is part of my rub. No, it actually doesn't look the same. It looks like a cheesy ripoff. Yeah, because it's because it's a counterfeit. Because no one does it better than the world in terms of glamour, show, Hollywood, awards, production, sin, celebrate all of that, right? They do it really well. We need to be doing what we do really well. What if our award show looked like we're going to get on television for an hour and we're going to pray over each person who gave us a song that truly moved people that year? Like, what if we're just literally going to pray for them? I'll tell you why no one, we'd never do that because we feel like no one, no one in the world would want to see that. Christians would probably want to see it because that's what we're, what we're supposed to want to see. So who are we pandering to is always my question. Who are we catering to? Who are we trying to be like? Like Mike, if I could be like Mike, remember that commercial? Well, if you could be like Mike, you'd have been Michael Jordan. You're not. So stop trying to be, I told this to my son, don't try to be like Mike. Here's the video that he signed for you. Love Michael, love MJ, big MJ fan. But don't be like Mike, be like Christian Garrett because you'd have bomb. You know, like we don't look at ourselves with any... We honestly act like orphans in the church. We serve yeah. a God who prepares a banquet table for us in the presence of our enemies. And the best we can do is go over and ask our enemies for some food so we could eat what they're eating. What? Mm-hmm. Like what? I, 
Yeah, I, right. you know, I, I recognize, Cynthia, that like the Christian music industry is just another version of making a lot of money. And there's a few that rise to the top and they make a lot of money. I mean, I do recognize that all of this is just, you know, um, the business. Know, it's a business. Yeah, it's a business. But in the midst, but I will in the midst of business, who hasn't been ministered to by some of those amazing songs right. to like that just like oh, get yeah. you where it right. matters. And so there for me, there is this rub. I'm like, you know what? A worker is worth their wages. I I right. do, I think that's their that's wages true too. is a lot different than their worship. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> we don't pay okay. people, but we want to. If I were the artist winning at the Dove Awards, I would, if it didn't link up to what I made financially that year, I wouldn't attend an award show. I don't need you to celebrate me, pay me for what I'm worth because mm. a worker is worth their wages. Mm -hmm. And 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 that is really, you know, let me tell you, I'll tell you a really good story that I, from my youth, you know, I was young, my 20s and Lenny, um, Lenny Kravitz, right? My brother, he, he was going on his first big tour with Guns N' Roses. And I don't know if you guys remember Guns N' Roses, but like back in the day when November rain was like huge and was it November or September or October rain? But you know, one of those rains and, and it was like, <laughs> they were huge. They were everywhere. It wasn't purple rain, I know that much. Um, but they were everywhere, Guns N' Roses. And Lenny was touring with them. And then he, it was such a big show. They, they, they sort of did this co-headlining thing at Wembley, no, at Bercy Stadium in Paris. So Lenny, Lenny, you know, is, he goes out and he's doing his show. It was the first time I would ever see him live. I mean, no, that's not true because I saw him live at a ton of small venues where I would decorate the stage, like in the very beginning, you know, as, as he's on his road to making it, you know, cause I believed in him, but, but it was now he's, big and now he's going to have the big shows and i remember you know we went to the show and i stood there on the side of the stage and i watched the lights come up and i watched him start his show and all of a sudden you know you see the audience and it was like 50 60,000 people 70,000 people whatever Bercy stadium owns holds Bercy arena in paris and i was completely i just got silent like i was dumbstruck at the enormity of it all. And when he came off the stage that night, like I literally, I, I couldn't speak. And he looked at me at one point, we're backstage and we're getting ready to get on the tour bus to go back to the hotel. And he looks at me and he goes, what is wrong, girl? You are so quiet. And I, and I just looked at him and I said, Lenny, you're a Christian. I'm a Christian. And uh, how are you supposed to not think that you're God with all those girls and those guys screaming and chanting your name and wanting to touch you and throwing things at you, not bad items, but in most cases, bras and underwear. You know what I mean? Like, how are you? And I was, I was like, how are you supposed to stay with Jesus? How are you supposed to stay humble? How are you not going to think that you're God? Yeah. And I, I, that's literally how it came out. I just was like, oh my gosh. Like I was just hit with the reality that mm -hmm. how do you remain yeah. like grounded in the fact that you are just flesh and blood and your, yeah. your farts stink. And you know yeah. what, <laughs> you know what his answer was? <laughs> he, he looked at me and he literally, he looked at me and he was aware of the same exact thing. And he looked me straight in my eyes and he said, I don't know, it's mm -hmm. really hard. Yeah. Yeah, that was the most honest answer I have ever gotten about fame. And he wasn't yeah. trying to be a famous Christian. He was yeah. in the world of rock and roll and a secular music industry. But he w is a Christian in his heart inside. And he knew, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's really hard. And I can honestly say I have watched him slip and slide through it, you know, as I have slipped and as I slipped and slid through a lot of my career. And mm -hmm. And anytime you have some position or some money or some authority, I think there's a constant struggle with your flesh and killing yeah. your flesh and knowing that it's mm -hmm. only about, it's about God and, and mm -hmm. not you. And 
I remember when I first started the London sessions on TBN and Christina, this was before you were with me. And the first, oh man, I'll tell you, it wasn't the sessions. It was the London sessions. Mm -hmm. And that first series was like 13 episodes with famous um, English uh, women. And um, it was a talk show. And I will never forget on the first day we're supposed to be filming, um, well, two things happened. First, the kid who was the audience wrangler, they had hired a kid to keep the audience like warm and entertained. He introduces me and he, and he says, okay, everyone, we're gonna practice the show open, the show open. And he introduces me and he goes, everyone, it's Cynthia Garrett, welcome Cynthia Garrett. Everybody stand up and applause for And I, I was so embarrassed. I literally became three inches tall and I walked over and I pulled this kid to the side of the stage. And I said, listen, I'm not gonna rip your head off, but I am gonna say this as forcefully as I can. I left the secular world to try and talk about Jesus and use my skill set to elevate kingdom conversation. This is not a show. This is a piece of my life. This is who I am. This is a glimpse into my Christianity. This is not a show. And I know some, I mean, I even, I, you know, well, I'll do it too, because we don't have a better word for it, right? And I told him, I said, I recognize you don't know what to call it and you're trying to honor me. I said, but I said, first that. Secondly, don't ever introduce me and ask anyone to stand up and applaud for me again, please. We're going to, I'll come out. We're going to do the, we're going to start. We're going to, we're going to do the session, but don't ask anyone to stand up and applaud for me. I don't need my ego fed. I said to this kid, I go, I don't know what you find going on with other Christian leaders, but I have had my ego fed since the day I was born from my poor husband told me I was beautiful when we were first dating. And I looked at him and I said, I know what else. Because literally, you, you, I mean, at some point, come on, you're aware of whatever little things you have, and then you become aware of how people try to manipulate and exploit those things. Yeah. And then you become aware that those things don't flip and matter. Mm. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I like, how many guys have told me I'm beautiful? Dude, are you the one that's going to stick and marry me? Are you the man of God? Are you, don't tell me I'm beautiful. I don't need that. I want to know, like, what, do you see my soul? Do you see that I would rip a person's head off for Jesus because I really want to be like JL? Like I, that is that. Just, yeah. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> right, I'm like, exactly. who's JL? Like JL? Right, exactly. Like what? I've never heard JL. Like JL. JL. Right. I've never heard exactly. Exactly. The one prophetess who who would put a tent peg through the enemy's head for God. I love her. I'm like, that's my kind of sister, man. Should talk about a fighter, a warrior chick. But seriously, you guys, it's like when you're when you become aware like that, you can't participate in those reindeer games. And that, I think, is what makes you so crazy is you're looking at it. And both of you, my assessment of both of you is that you have tremendous talent, enormous talent. And both of you have actually chosen to, to really lay down your life and use your talent for the Lord and to put and to make yourself small, to make yourself small in a world where you could be bigger in secular terms. Right. And now when I say make yourself small, I mean, make the career small because you know that it's a gift because the world gains nothing from us playing small Mandela. Right. So you got to let your light shine. And, and I don't think that anybody at the Dove Awards should play small. You know, I don't think that anyone who's winning awards or should play small, but, but being small in your, in humility is different than playing small with your gift. Like all day long, I'll let my gift shine and speak for itself, whatever that may be. But I don't want, I don't want anybody standing up and applauding when I walk in a room. That's way too much. Like, it's not about that, especially with the word of God. Yeah. Like you're doing business. Yeah, I I mean, I think too, like, uh, it's so it's so easy to criticize, like, you know, it, I, I get it. It's like you get in the system and you just kind of stay in the system. But I, you know, I think Christina and Cynthia, you, we've all three have like been in enough spaces and places where people are looking through us to see who's the more important person in the room. 
<laughs> and I think that what that's taught me is that don't don't do that. Like be <laughs> present with don't do that. Just don't just do that. Don't, just don't do that. Like be present with people. Like I just I I have been I feel like I've been absolutely invisible. And then at certain times when I was more important for the moment than I was all eyes, mm -hmm. you know, on me. And I'm like, this just doesn't, this doesn't right. feel right. None of this feels right. I'm like, this is, this is not the way of Jesus. And so I, I have to just always think deeply about those situations. I will say I've watched, you know, I, of course, my daughter's this little surfer and who the person she looks up to probably most is Bethany Hamilton. And I've watched Bethany, you know, we were at an event with her the other night. That girl is just as humble as they come. And she's gotten so much notoriety, but she keeps it real. She's like a family person. Mm -hmm. She's just really humble when she's met, you know, Shiloh and just really kind. And I'm like, it's just fun to to, to see that and just go, she's really yeah. taken it in stride. I mean, she's mm -hmm. been with Oprah and all the things, but the girl thinks not, she doesn't think highly of herself. And it is super obvious. She doesn't mm -hmm. have like gangs of security around her. She's just pretty chill. And, mm -hmm. and I will say too, I watched Jen Johnson get her award for goodness of God. And I, I loved seeing her, I mean, whatever, peeling back, like, what do we think of award shows and in general? I, I like that she just said, you know, this is just a little song I wrote in the car after our, the adoption was final of, of one of my kiddos. And I was just so grateful. Aww. And I, I loved that. And so there's Aww. that perspective. And then we have a man showing up in a dress saying, you know, other things. So, right. I, wait, you know, whoa, I missed something. What happened at the oh, Devil Wars this year? <laughs> oh, there, there was an artist who, who showed up um, in, you know, um, solidarity for the his lgbtq um friends and he was like i'm gonna wear a dress so that like i if i'm not going to stand with them at something like this then i'm not really you know their friend and so we we had we had he all just wanted that. attention he wanted fame so. and attention i think so and again so did that give god glory or that did that essentially just give you glory people glory more attention to and so that same man would have never shown up in blackface in solidarity for the black people that were persecuted in this country though sure yeah i oh, that's I, disgusting. you know no it's it i mean it's all just a really sad state of the the chaos and, and confusion called yeah people who are called to lay down their lives uh for the glory of christ that they be they have this uh charged political thing happening and um i don't know you guys this is quite the conversation because yeah. i mean part of me just wants to throw away all the award shows and go let's just all like worship jesus and but you know i i but, get it but, I, I get it but, it's, it's the industry no it's it's, it it's not it's 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 not even the industry it's people it's mankind yeah. It's human. It is. Yeah, it is human. It's just human. It's, and it's a sin condition is what it is. It's That's a heart exactly. condition. Yeah. Because, because listen, I stand in total solidarity with anyone who LGBTQ, by the way, adulterers, liars, cheaters, all of them. I stand in solidarity in prayer for them to look at Christ. Just look at Christ. It's my prayer. Look at Jesus. Because... If you look at Jesus and you ask what Jesus would do, what he would do is lead you out of any place that keeps you in bondage, bondage. Mm -hmm. to what he right. considers sin. So for if I was a transgender, for this man to wear a, a dress to the award show and say he's standing with me, I, I think I might actually spit on him. Because to be quite honest with you, that's not the kind of standing with people that we need to be doing. The kind of standing with people we need, need to be doing is to actually take the time to recognize, to understand, to talk to them. Why are you here? Why do you feel this way? Because no matter what anyone says, I'm going to go with the 500 doctors, you know, who wrote the statement that said gender dysphoria is a mental illness. It's not an identity to be celebrated. So you don't love people if you're celebrating them in a mental illness. 
You love people when you help point them to their actual authentic identity as Mm -hmm. determined by God in Christ. Now, Mm -hmm. and then let that person actually go to the cross and work it out. And that's always my prayer for anyone. It's my prayer for straight people, my prayer for gay people. It's my prayer for whatever all the names are and the pronouns are today. That's my prayer for everyone. Work it out with God. God created you to be this amazing human being. Work it out. I don't need to tell you what's right or wrong. You just go to God. He's very capable of telling you what right and wrong is. And I just think, I mean, dude, to put on a dress and where do the Christian, it's like. Uh, well, it's very confused. It's, it, it breeds a whole lot of chaos and confusion. And we know that chaos does. and confusion is not of the Lord. It's from the pit of hell. It's from the enemy. And so I, I, I think he. I, and it I doesn't really, help. The, it doesn't help their poor cause. They don't need more chaos and confusion and Christians hating them. They don't need that. I think think the body of Christ has to truly become the body of Christ, not Not the the body body of of opinions of all kinds of people (laughs) saying they love God. (laughs) We become the body of Christ, lay our lives down um, for the sake of Christ, for the glory of God. And I, I I mean, honestly, when I heard that, it just, it really, it made me mad probably initially, but then it just broke my heart because I'm like, Lord, what, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing here? What are we doing? It's We're worshiping one another and bringing our own opinions and promoting right. our own opinions. Exactly. But, you know, but I love, Nova, that you pointed out, you know, both Jen Johnson's response mm-hmm. and then the other response of yeah. wearing dress, that whole thing, because I mean, there's something that, you know, we'll, pre-recording, pre-going live, you know, Anna, who we love, who's, you know, backstage making sure everything is running, you know, me and my emotional, like, ah, off for their heads. I can't believe that happened. Christians are all, you know, making a blanket statement and like my own immaturity, my own flesh. Anna was like, pause, don't go throwing everyone out because that's, not fair and that's not true and you know so I love that you and she's totally right like so I love that you brought up the fact that like you know there there there's many responses in this room now whether or not an award show is good or not whatever but the fact of the matter is that there are people there who are writing and writing for the Lord getting songs mm-hmm. from the Lord and being faithful stewards of those songs to release them and touch we've all been touched by that song the goodness of God like it's such oh. a good song you oh know? amazing and like that is like song it that is, is I mean, because it's real anyone it's who real. suffered which is everyone can right. relate that song but <laughs> so i think it's it, at the end of the day it's like it comes down to a heart response if, if yeah. there's an establishment there that they offer up like hey we're gonna like bring unity and like celebrate each other in this format that is maybe we have our own opinions at the end of the day like not discounting everyone is actually really important because if jen johnson de- didn't release that song you know, if she didn't get up there and humbly accept and say, wow, the Lord gave us to you in my car after, you know, the miracle of her adoption, that is such a different testimony. And that needs to come out. And that That's needs beautiful. to be shared. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and too, I will say about, and I don't, I don't know, Jen, <laughs> I know people yeah. who know her, but I, I was just so, it was very precious because she also just like, really honored the people that worked on the song with her. And I, I really, honestly, I, that part, that piece, I just, I really, I really touched me. I'm like, I don't think she thought more highly of herself than she ought. And again, I don't know her. I don't, I don't have any kind of like idea. I saw, oh, I'm sorry. Go on. I just had a thought. No, no. No, it, I mean, I, I just, I, I just knew that there was, I saw that little snippet and I thought it was beautiful. And then I saw what else was going on and I was like, oh my goodness. And then I, w- wrapping like a big idea bow on it. I was just like, well, you know, God can get glory from us tying our shoes. You know, yeah. he, he, he <laughs> if, if we're not going to praise him, the rocks will cry out. So Praise the Lord for the people who are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And and the truth is, we're all going to meet Jesus face to face. And he will either say, you did it. You gave me glory. Or you took it off yourself. And you pretended. You Mm, pretended that it wasn't about you. But I know what you did underneath. I know what you did behind the scenes. So I, I think, you know, let's not get it twisted. We're not 
Like no one gets to, no one like is our bodyguard before we meet Jesus. Like no one's like, Ooh, I don't know if you can really talk to her right now. It's like, we're all going to meet him. And and we're going to have to have, you know, give account for what we said, what we did, what we thought our actions. I would, my last thing is I don't think I will Shiloh. Hold on, baby. Sorry. She's, she's doing ice at the refrigerator. Um, This is just real life right now because we're homeschooling. Um, (laughs) My last thought is I don't feel like I would sit on my deathbed going, you know what? I just wish that I was in more. I wish we had more award shows to tell, you know, each other how I just, I think we missed out. I think we just missed out. Or I can't believe nobody like thought that was good. And I didn't get, I mean, you, you, you see how like people yeah, like yeah. cry about not getting the Grammy and it's like, it just goes both ways. It's, it's just listen. people with their humans giving each other little stars and dots. Like you did good. You did. It's only right. just people's opinions. It doesn't, right. it doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. By the way, you want to know what does matter? Two scriptures came to mind while you were speaking, Nova. One, going through the narrow gate for the road to hell is wide and the path that leads to it is easy. Okay. So which gate are you walking through? And I, I think in order to get on the narrow, through the narrow gate, you got to really be asking Jesus for the key. And if you're asking Jesus for the key, I'm not sure that you're wearing a dress to a Christian award ceremony to celebrate what standing in solidarity with what, of course, we love all people, whether they're transgender or gay, we are Christians. Our job is to love. But we don't love the sin. I love a lot of sinners. I don't love their sin. I hate their sin. By the way, I love myself. I don't love my sin. I got some sin on me. I don't love it. I work to get rid of it. I work against my flesh every day. I try. I got to get up. I got to crucify my flesh. So I don't know what dude in the dress was doing to me. All he did was, if I were transgender, I'd be offended. And as a Christian, I'm offended. And as an artist, I'm offended because dude, Ain't no song there that good that you need to be all that compromised. So let's check that. The other one that comes to mind is many of you will say in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't I do great things in your name? Didn't I win Grammys in your name? No, excuse me. Didn't I win Dove Awards in your name? Didn't I win this? Didn't I do this in your name? And I will say to them, get away from me, you workers of iniquity. You never knew me. You workers of iniquity. What's a worker of iniquity? It's someone who spins chaos and sin and confusion. Let me work some sin into this. Maybe a worker of iniquity. Oh, like a guy in a dress at a Christian award show. Was he working some iniquity in? I don't know. I just put the question out there. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I do know this much. And it goes to this. And this is a song that made me change my life. This was the song that was in the final stages of me living in the home that I, in my dream home behind dream gates in Westlake village in California, my dream community and uh, living my own dream career. And this is a song and a friend, a basketball trainer that was working with my son, Isaac Barjona, actor slash basketball trainer, awesome man of God. He was working with my son and he gave me this song and he said, you know, there's a whole movement of people who actually, they actually get it. They get it. And I'm going to read the lyrics to this song. And it's, it's, it's a song called Dying Star. And it's written by an artist named Jason Upton. I lo- I knew, Aww. I was like, I was like, I knew that was Jason Upton. Yeah. I know this song. And, yeah. And in the song, and I went to the lyrics that have the spoken part of the song in the beginning, because I just love that he couches the song in context. So the song opens and he's kind of praying under his breath or speaking to us. And he says, I was just hanging around with the Lord one day. And uh, I said, Lord, I want to be a part of your army. I said, Lord, I want to be a part of your army. And I want to be a part of that generation that you raise up. And, and the Lord, he just sang this over me. He said, and then it goes to the song. You've got your best man on the front side. You always show your best side and evil's on the other side. You say this is your strategy, but son, I hope you take it from me. You look just like your enemy. 
You're full oh. of pride. You're full of pride. And then he says, and I just sang back to the Lord it, and, and, and I said, we better trash our idols if we're going to be in the army of the Lord. And the greatest idol is you and me. And we better get on the threshing floor. When will we learn that God's strategy is giving glory to the Lord? So God, so God, we trash our idols because we want to be in the army of the Lord. And then the song goes on and it says, star, how beautiful you shine. Your shines, this is God talking back to him. Star, how beautiful you shine. Your shine's more beautiful than mine. You shine from sea to shining sea and worldwide is your strategy. But shining star, I hope you see, if the whole wide world is staring straight at you, they can't see me. They wow. can't see me. I want them to know me. I want to show my glory, but they can't. They can't see me. So rise, rise, rise and live out your fantasy. Think that you're better than me. Rise, rise, rise. Live out your man-made religiosity. Rise, rise, rise. Live out your strategies. Rise, rise, rise so the whole world can see. Rise, rise, rise so the whole world can see. So the whole world can see just another dying star. In the army of the Lord, raise up an army. Raise up an army. Raise up an army, God. Raise up a real army. Raise up an army, God. I want to be in the army of the Lord. There's no room. There's no room. There's no room for idolatry in the army of the Lord. There's no room. There's no room for man-pleasing in the army of the Lord. In the army of the Lord, only God can raise them up. Raise them up, God. And that was the song that made me walk away from Hollywood and give my life to Christ. So by the time I got five years later on a studio set in London, and that kid said, everybody stand up, applaud, Cynthia Garrett's the Cynthia Garrett show. I literally almost ripped that kid's face off. I was like, you have no idea what the threshing floor feels like. And I am not trying to put myself back together to be like, to be equal to God. I just want to live like him. That that's song so, says it all. That's wow. so good. That's just so good. I, I don't, you know, Cynthia, I, I, I would say there's so many people that get into the industry, whether it be secular or Christian, that just have not been discipled how to not take the glory, but give it right back. And I just, I think there's, there's just not enough discipleship in that area. Like I just, you know, because yeah. look at what you had to walk through and, and go through, but that, that dying star song. Whoa. Whoa. So powerful. I just feel really incredibly speechless over it because what the world tells us and what, you know, God actually tells us is just, it's so, so different, but we trade, we trade things, we trade it all in um, so that we can be comfortable in this world. I think Yep. And I think the perfect, you know, the perfect endpoint to what you're saying for this week, Nova, is it, it's, you know, it, it, it lies, it lies in scripture, right? And it's like, everything about that song just encapsulates scripture to me. And Romans, in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves. And then it just goes through to the final perfect. They'll have a form of godliness, but lack the power thereof. I am so sick and tired of a form of godliness that stands in solidarity with, dude, give me a break. Let me see some Jesus. And I, 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 I don't know him. You know, I don't know the person. I didn't even know that this happened at the Dove Awards. But I will say this, my knee jerk is, it's all poppycock and malarkey like most of it is. And Christians, too many Christians dress it up and call it Jesus. And it ain't. It's just, we want to be like the world. 
We want to be stars. We want to shine like they shine. Let's lift up Jesus's name. Let's shine over here in the kingdom the way they shine. No, let's not. We're not called to shine the way they shine, period. Mm -hmm. And you can't even shine as good as they can because guess what? Satan has the keys to this world. So his kids are going to shine brighter. Sorry, get used to it. They're going to shine bright like a diamond because mm. he's got the keys to this world. But you know what God has the keys to, which you're allowed to participate in? If you if you get your, your head together and your walk together with the Lord, you're allowed to participate in the fact that Jesus has the keys to life and death, period. Mm. That's how... That's how simple it just got for me. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and, and, it, and it's, hard, it's hard for me to tolerate and be nice about other people. Well, they're just going through, they're confused. They're going through their journey. And ah, <laughs> how many times do you have to sit in church or sit at the foot of the cross or read the word or hear someone teach you the same old thing? Mm, Christians ought to know better. How many times do we need to keep learning the same lessons over and over and over again? And each time expecting a different result? That's insanity. Dude in the dress wants to be famous. He wanted attention, period. I wouldn't, I, I don't even take anything that he did as a show of solidarity. I take it as a show of showiness, period. And I'm so sick and tired of Christians who want to be showy and famous. Mm. Like it just, Where's the gun so I can shoot myself? Oh. <laughs> okay, well, we don't want to do that. Well, let's not do that. Let's, let's not do that. I, I know that I know that we're wrapping up here. And I don't know why I feel like I'm supposed to like say this because I know we are wrapping up, right, Cynthia? We're supposed yes. to be wrapping up. Yes. A, a few I don't know if you guys remember a few weeks back. I you know, I I talked about probably that's feeling like the biggest failure there ever was the past year and a half. And I'm sure I've had and I've had a few little questions like, what did, why, what'd you do? What, what big sin did you like, were you committing the, what happened? And to be honest with you guys, you know why is because I couldn't forgive. That's why I was walking through some serious unforgiveness and it was eating me up inside. And every time I thought I had a hold on it, I just, I didn't. And my point being is my sin is just is wretched all of our sin is just it's 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 apartness it's it's us setting ourselves apart far away from god and i i i think my my heart in all of what we're talking about like regardless of what sin we're committing what that that people would be called back to the heart of God, that, that we would fear him because it is the beginning of, you know, mm-hmm. wisdom and that yeah. we would desire to not be far from him. Like that, that mm-hmm. would really be our true desire. And I, I'm still going through it. And I want, and I want that freedom of not feeling resentment toward the church, toward leaders that were cruel. I'm like, I I just, I want to truly be close to the heart of God. And that, that unforgiveness, that bitterness just kind of just sets me up for, for um, feeling far. So I, I I guess, you know, when I look at all these, like the Dove Awards and all the things that we've talked about today, I'm like, it's the, this, the simple way that I can look at it is I'm like, God, call, call your people back to your heart. Just call them back to your heart, just, wherever wow. they are. I just got a song for you, Nova, just dropped in. I'm going back to a heart of worship. Because it's all about you. You know, that song, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. Because it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Yeah, I pray that Christians would go back to a heart of worship. Because when you're putting on dresses to stand and show of solidarity with, with people whose sin doesn't look good on them or on us, 
what are you doing? Where's the heart, heart of worship? And, and we should all love those people. There should be no they or them, by the way. We gotta love them too. But the problem is that their sin <laughs> looks really bad on them. We don't wanna cop to our own sin and how bad it looks on us. Yeah. And both sides, LGBTQ and wherever the S goes in for straight, you all suck. You suck because what you need is Jesus and a heart of worship. And what you need is identity rooted in Christ. Every single one of you. All the rest of it is division and stuff that man likes to argue about. You know why? Because you have nothing else to focus on that's more important than focusing on whose sin is better. Honestly, if we had a bomb dropped on our heads, like they're having dropped on their heads in Israel and, and, and Palestine, maybe, like we said last week, a couple weeks ago, maybe we wouldn't be so focused on the small stuff. Small stuff. Big stuff, getting us back to a heart of worship, loving each other, for real. Living for, real. for Christ, for real. Yeah. I love you guys. I love your love heart. You I love your hearts. Love you. I just, I love that you... You really, I, I know it's not easy, like, it's not. but we want to get it right. And I, I love your hearts because I know you want to get it right. I know you want to be right. I know you want to do right. And I, I just, I love that. And I, I just thank you, you know, thank you for your time and for sharing that, not just with other people who are watching and listening, but with me. It's an encouragement to me continually. I need you both. And CB, whatever plane she is, wherever in the world she is. You know? <laughs> love you guys. Yeah, love, love you too. Guys. Love you too. All right, everybody. Thank you to Life Audio for hosting us. If you want to hear more great shows, they won't be like this one, but they're pretty good. You can check out Life Audio. I am Cynthia Garrett. This is uh, Girl Club. We've been a part of another Girl Club week. And we love you guys. And we will see you soon. Talk next week. Bye. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.